I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Players Podcast, where I am here for all of you past, present, and future players. This is a place where we keep it real and hear from athletes on who they are beneath the jersey and off the field. Without further ado, I am Sydney Supley. I am your host. From the Players is presented by Sports Entrepreneur and part of the Cast Source Podcast Network. Welcome back to From the Players Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Supley, and I am so excited to be back with you all. It has been too long of a break. I have been on the football field way too much, but it has been a blast. And I'm going to have to tell you guys more about that later. But we had to hop back on the podcast because I have two very special guests. Let me tell you, if you're tuning in, you have to stay through because this story is absolutely incredible and not one that you hear often in sports. So with me, I have two softball players from Ball State. I have Emma Eubank and Hannah Dukeman. Thank you both for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And let's get started because what you two are doing is absolutely amazing just for our sport, but really just in life in general. For those of you who do not know, I mentioned already, you are two softball players for Ball State. And not only are you players, but you guys are both studs. You know, you're some of the leaders on the team. And with this new wave of NIL, there's an opportunity for athletes to really gain attraction, but also money, donations, sponsorships, all through their name, image, and likeness. But you guys are deciding to do that in a way to really just benefit others. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? So if you guys ever pay attention to all of the big athletes in college, they have very high NIL values if you want to call it that, they have a lot of money to their name. They get a lot of money personally, but Emma and I here are trying to do something a little bit different, something bigger than the game of softball. And we're using our NIL to raise money for childhood cancer awareness through St. Jude's Research Hospital. When you say bigger than the game, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. It is just, I mean, absolutely incredible and something I honestly haven't heard being done before. And I think that kind of brings up the whole conversation where a lot of people are looking at athletes and like, why do you need the more money? But you guys aren't doing any of this for you. You're doing it for other people, for people, patients who have cancers or, or family members who have loved ones who have cancer. And why specifically is cancer what you guys want to raise money for? For me specifically, like I want to go to the research side of things while Hannah wants to go be the pediatric oncologist over here. But we both have like very unique stories. And like mine starts out with like, I wanted to be a vet like my whole life, which is crazy. And then the last year of high school, I was like, well, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. Like, I don't want to pursue this career path anymore. So my teacher was running a medical interventions class, which talks about therapeutics for just different diseases. And I just like absolutely fell in love with it. And ironically, she passed away from cervical cancer two years after that. 
So that was like a really hard loss for me. And then my family also lost my uncle Timmy when he was 14 years old to brain cancer, uh, pediatric brain cancer. And I never got to meet him, but I hear all about him from my family. And it's just so heartbreaking that like I never got to meet him because a disease took him away so early in life. So that's kind of like driving my passion for like why I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely heartbreaking to see kids go through cancer on a daily basis through the chemo, through the radiation. And for me personally, it's very important that I find some new therapeutics later in life. I'm actually applying for my PhD this fall. So that's going to be my total goal in life just to find something uh, new for kids to actually use to cure cancer. So, yes. So I'm a little bit different. Like Emma said, she likes the research part. I like, I want to work with people in the future. So I've always been like very fond of children. I love being around them. I love babysitting. I just have always loved children. And actually right when the world shut down from COVID in 20, would have been 2020. So in March of 2020, I actually lost my grandpa about a week after the world shut down to cancer. He was a rock in the family, lived 20 minutes away. So we got to see him all the time. One of my biggest supporters. And then actually a couple of weeks after that, I lost my other grandpa to cancer as well. So kind of like tying in the love I have for children and then the heartbreak that my family and friends all had to go through, through two of my grandparents passing away, I kind of put it together and I'm currently applying for medical school to see where that goes. And I would love to be a pediatric oncologist. I just love hearing your guys' stories. And I know pretty much probably anyone listening on this podcast, and really, if you walk into any room and you said, raise your hands if you've been affected by cancer or knew someone who was affected by cancer, guarantee 99% hands go up. And you know, I can't help but relate to just Hannah, your story. My grandfather was my entire world, like my absolute biggest supporter. Similar to you, he literally lived like down the street from me. I don't think he ever missed a softball game. And I lost him at the end of my junior year. And I just, the whole senior year, it's like, I just, I continued to look in the stands and just, I knew he's there, but we can all speak to losing someone we love because of this, you know, horrific disease. And with what you guys are doing, I think it's just even more impactful. And I'm curious of kind of how the response has been and the outreach so far with NIL, trying to tell people your stories, tell businesses, what's the feedback you guys have been getting? So actually there's so much gray area still in NIL. So there's a lot of yeses and no's and maybes. So Emma and I actually have an agent through Pliable Marketing. His name's Greg Glenn. He kind of helps us through what we can and can't do, but he gave us the idea of the cleats we designed cleats for childhood cancer awareness. We wore them last season. We were actually the first college athletes to do something like that. It had to get clear in our MAC conference, NCAA, and like Ball State in general. But like our teammates, we didn't really tell them at first because we weren't really sure if it was going to be something that was actually going to happen. But when we kind of just walked in one day and wore our cleats to the first game, mm. they were like, what the heck are those? Those are so cool. And both of our hometowns, we've had some articles in the papers and some radios, and we got to be on Fox 59, the news in Indiana, Indianapolis. Some people at both states, like news articles, some stories on us. So it's been really nice to know that we're supported, but also being supported about like a cause that's just so, like you said, impactful for so many people. That's amazing. 
I want to hear more about these cleats because if you play college softball, everything's about the cleats. Like, tell me what they look like, how you design them. Yeah, yeah. So me and Hannah actually, so like our motto is hashtag cure cancer. We're actually participating in the St. Jude walk run in Indianapolis on September 30th. And that's our team name. So we design cleats with the hashtag cure cancer logo on one of them. That's kind of like the similar one. On mine, I have gray ribbon for pediatric brain cancer for my uncle Timmy. And then on the other cleat, I have the gold ribbon for childhood cancer. And then I also have like a Bible verse on the back that says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Love it. Love that Bible verse. I think it hits home for a lot of people just because you want to be stronger than the cancer. Like, mm-hmm. like you are stronger than the cancer. God always wins. So yeah, that's kind of what I have. Yep. So I have... Both of our cleats are different. So like we both have the yellow gold for the child cancer with the hashtag cure cancer on it. And then my personalized one has three different cancer ribbons on it, two for the two grandparents that passed away and one that is currently still fighting his battle. And then I have a Bible verse on the back as well, just talking about to be strong, be courageous through all things. And then I also have a smiley face on my heel because my grandpa that passed away in March right after COVID, the one that was our rock in the family. When he was diagnosed about two years prior to me pass, he wanted us to be smiling. He wanted us to be happy. He didn't want us to worry. So I got a smiley face because the first time I got to meet him after, or see him after he was diagnosed, he wrote us a letter on the door before he walked into the house. And it said, always remember to smile. And I actually have his handwriting tattooed on my wrist. And so that's like a smiley faces in general, kind of like, they're big for me, but also just my entire family. All my roommates here can probably vouch for me. I'm I'm a smile girl. <laughs> I love that. And I can tell. And, and what a beautiful message and just such a tribute to who your grandfather is. It just someone could be battling such, you know, a tough battle, but to still find so much joy in life and just want joy for others, I think is absolutely tremendous. And one thing that I really love about the two of yours is how you have a Bible verse. And, you know, for anyone who's listened to this podcast before, they understand that faith is something that's really special to me and something that I love shining light to because it's not really something we're usually able to display on a softball field. You watch a game and it's hard to show that you're a believer sometimes, or it's hard to see the person who is, you know, thanking the Lord for this game. And I'm curious kind of a little bit about how your journey with faith has played into just what you're trying to do here. Right. It's played a huge part because really we didn't think this idea was going to go anywhere. Kind of just having faith in the Lord just kind of drives our passion for it, had to see it out through just everything that was happening. And personally for me, like in the summer, like mental health is a big thing for me. I was struggling with mental health through the summer. My faith was kind of getting away from Jesus a little bit. I also, I got to take a mission trip to Hungary this summer and teach softball while sharing my faith, which was amazing. Life-changing for me, brought me back to Jesus. So I actually just got baptized last Friday, which was awesome. I saw. Big shout out to that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. To do with my teammate that was actually over in Hungary with me, which was awesome. And yeah, basic huge thing. And we don't get to talk about it as much as we should be able to, because it's just such a hard thing to share sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's so awesome that we are sharing it right now. So yeah. Sorry, before we hop over to you, I just want to ask a little bit more about your mission trip. Can you just tell me like what was the most impactful or maybe a moment or memory you were always going to take from it? 
Yeah. So going over there, like the girls, obviously they have different experiences than we do. Um, softball is not like a huge game over there. It's just now like kind of developing. So sharing my skills on the field was so awesome to see like them get better literally over a five day period with pitching. But the skill part wasn't the coolest part. It's just like literally sharing my faith. Like we had little groups set up during lunchtime and I got to know more about the girls, share like what I like. I can definitely just share like a lot of my experiences and kind of, you know, this kind of the same. And it's awesome to see them kind of associate themselves with me. And what was so cool about it, I shared Jesus with people that have not even like heard his name before. And I am currently staying in contact with a girl over there that just heard Jesus's name when she was at camp. So I'm kind of discipling her through that right now. And I'm sending her a Bible over there. So yeah, it was just amazing to see like their faith grow. Like even though like if they weren't, you know, didn't accept Jesus Christ, their Savior right then and there, like they heard his name. So I love that. Hannah? So we went to church, we went to Sunday school growing up, but I feel like in college, it's really, really become even more prominent in my life. We've done a Bible study with our team. Whoever wants to be a part of it is more than welcome. We do that every week. And we were actually talking the last week about how, like the little things, we play a game of failure. A good batting average is you're going to fail seven out of 10 times. So just remembering for us, especially that that's part of God's plan for me, especially right now, I'm going through medical applications and mm. I just, that. so that's obviously a big thing for me too. Of just laying it all out for him and up, like trusting in him through the path and the journey that he has planned for me in my future. But it's awesome that we have a growing group this year in our Bible study. So we're surrounded by lots of faith driven girls on our team, which is like wonderful to see our group continuing to grow. Our prayer circle before games always grows every year. So it's really, really exciting to see it being spread amongst the girls on our team. I love that. And I think that's one of the things I probably miss the most is just how special those team Bible studies are in the prayers before the game. I think that's the part where I felt so connected because I was like, wow, like you're blessing us with this game, but you're also blessing me with sisters in Christ and teammates and people who just can love on you as we're in this amazing moment. So there's just nothing more special. And I just commend you guys for what you're doing on your team and just everything off of it as well. I'm curious about how have your family's reactions been? Because obviously both of you have been impacted by cancer in different ways with your families. Like how much did this mean to them when you came to them and said, we have this idea? Specifically, my grandma, who was married to my grandpa that passed away, she is like, some people are mom and dad's girls. I'm a grandma's girl. She's my person. <laughs> so she's been really emotional through all this because of just all the support that this cause has gotten and just how much I've used my grandpa's memory through a lot of my reasons why. But also like my mom and dad are super like uplifting my sister as well. She spreads the word whenever there's something to spread whether it's an article about something or trying to raise donations for St. Jude. It's really nice to have people behind you, supporting you, loving you, and just being right by your side through it all. So it's, my family is, they're a blessing behind, like, just through everything, so. Yeah, and then, like, my mom lost her brother, obviously, at a young age. She has three other sisters. So 
bigger family and my grandma just struggles my grandma and grandpa both struggle just getting over like his death to this day and you know it's just sad to see because they've never seen him grow up like you know it's like what could have been but you know my grandma lost faith through that whole journey and somebody brought her back and it was really cool to see how she's kept her faith through just such a horrible tragedy but just sharing like my uncle timmy's name just like means he didn't die in vain like he he died for a reason i feel like everything happens for a reason yeah it may not be the outcome that we want but i feel like he has literally driven the passion inside of me and i never even met the man and he just drives so much passion and i just love that i get to share his story and spread awareness about what he died from so since you guys have started this journey and using your platform in softball for so much bigger than that but raising money for people of cancer what has been the most rewarding moment i think just the fact that we're just two girls in muncie indiana no huge big school no huge town or anything but seeing the passion so i've lived with emma all four years of college we're seniors so we've been together since freshman year and i feel like every year firsthand i can see our passion go further every single year but it's exciting it's awesome to see and we've been in this together since day one and it just kind of happened that god put us in each other's lives and we have very similar passions just i'm the people person and she's the research gal so <laughs> i always told my mom when me and emma kind of started getting to know each other and what we wanted to do i was like you know it'd be the best thing in the world was down the line like we have jobs she's in my lab and i'm in the like the same hospital working together but it's it just cool that like our worlds collided and yeah and like it's just rewarding to see like i don't know does everybody come together for like one thing that affects everybody that has been so rewarding so cool to see because cancer does affect everybody in some way shape or form and just seeing everybody connect on that level is just amazing. you said something hannah that i really wanted to touch on the fact that you still play a ball state let me remind you division one very incredible school but you say, you know, we're from a smaller town. And I guess for anyone listening, because I think so often we can tell ourselves that narrative of, oh, I would love to do this, but, you know, I'm from a small town or, or I go to a small school or I'm just a woman in NAL, all the money's for the football or the men's basketball. Like, how can anyone listening, can you say to them, no, you can make a difference no matter what school you go to, what team you play for, what sport you do. Like, if you believe in something and you're passionate enough, Go for it. First, I will say networking is probably, you hear that a lot about jobs, about your life past college. For example, we just got off a Zoom call with a guy who is in the medical field, was in the army, and 20, 30 years ago did surgery on Kobe Bryant and Muhammad Ali. And so it's kind of like no dream is too big for anybody. And I actually was talking about this the other day in Bible study. We read this book called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And there was a section in about all these famous people and they wrote a story about them being bankrupt or homeless or anything like that. And at the very end, it was like, this was Will Smith. And so there's so many people who you think nowadays are just famous. Like they probably have always been that way. They were blessed in the beginning of their lives. But I don't think it really matters where you're at, mm-hmm. your lifestyle or anything like that. Emma and I, gonna be honest we weren't really sure if this fleet thing was gonna happen just because it had never before 
not that we didn't want it to happen. It was just kind of like a big thing that we didn't know was going to, and we made it happen through networking, through a lot of connections, reaching as many people as possible. But I think anything is possible, no matter where or who you are. Well, and it's like shooting your shot. Like, just shoot your shot. Just see what happens. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, it doesn't work. Try again. That's kind of like what we did with the cleats. Like, we're like, we're just going to shoot our shot and see where it goes. And it's been amazing. So yeah, just shooting your shot and doing what you want and taking full pride of like your passion. Just do it. When you say it's never been done before, I just want to clarify this. Are you guys the very first ever softball players to ever have customized cleats in like Division One by NCA? I think, so Greg, our agent, threw us the idea and was like, but it'll have to be cleared up all state. It'll have to be cleared at the MAC, which is our conference. And then it'll also have to be passed at NCAA. And I'm pretty sure from what he was saying, nobody like, in NFL, like the pro, yes. you do see custom tweets. But I'm pretty sure he said we were the first college athletes, female and male, I believe. That is incredible. Like when you even like say that, like, are you like, oh my goodness, we did this. It's kind of weird yeah, to think about, awesome. but yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is just absolutely like unbelievable what you guys are doing. And I keep saying that because I feel like I'm, I'm speechless though. But I mean, you said in the beginning, I'm going to keep bringing it back is that it's bigger than the sport. And I think that's the beautiful thing about softball is all of the amazing people that are within the sport. And have you kind of felt the love from people within the sport and the softball community kind of wrap their arms around you and help promote this? Yeah, I mean, like our team has been like a huge support. Our coaches like repost all of our stuff that gets sent out. It's just been amazing. And our whole school, like our athletic department, they've just been amazing through this process as well. They've tried to share our stories through articles, through interviews. So that's been amazing because we're trying to raise awareness and funds. So, mm-hmm. but mainly raise awareness. I mean, everybody like, knows about cancer but like really like we need money for therapeutics we need Mm -hmm. more just better medicine out there that won't kill like your healthy cells with your cancer cells to make it worse i also think emma and i are both from small towns so it's almost like i think our little small towns of the people that so we both played high school softball and we were probably stars when we were playing because when you come from a small town not many people come out and go to college Mm -hmm. i had a few but we're like, you know, the little people kind of just not, I don't want to say look up to us and sound kind of whatever, but I look up to you guys and what you're doing. So yeah, say it. <laughs> in our hometowns, it's kind of like, we're not, I don't want to say famous, but in a way we're doing something different. So they're kind of like, what the heck? This is awesome. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're doing something amazing and people who know you want to support you. And sometimes it's easier in a small town because you know, word travels and, and they watched you all grow up. They remember your faces from when you were on the diamond. So that is just unbelievable. And you both are now headed into your senior year. So kind of what is next? I mean, we're going to get to at the end on uh, what September 30th is and how people can help out with it. But going specifically into senior year, what are you guys looking to do? Yeah, so senior year, academic-wise, I'm in a lab or a research lab doing lymphoma cancer research right now, and I'm the head of the cancer project. So getting like at, to the end of that is crazy because I've been working on this project for three years. So I'm hoping to finish it out in the summer and get some data and put in a publication, which is so like crazy to say as an undergrad. But as far as like applying for secondary school, 
this fall I'm applying for PhD. I didn't decide to go the medical route because like I wanted to be back in the lab, you know, solving it from behind the scenes. So I'm kind of looking at like applying to Vanderbilt, like the people that like do a lot of cancer research have good funding for it. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is actually my top one. I would love to go there, especially because we're raising money for it. So that's amazing as well. But they offer a really good PhD program that I would love to get involved in. Like that. Yep. So aside from softball, I'm praying for a good season. But aside from the academic wise, I'm just graduating with my undergrad in pre-med and biology with a minor in chemistry and Spanish. Sorry. I love how you said just before all of that. And then he was like, all these impressive things. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds a lot like significant than it is because pre-med biology and chemistry are basically all the same thing. So I think doing a double major and then that double minor only added like three classes. So it's actually not... I'm still impressed. It doesn't... It's not... <laughs> but after graduation in May... Oh, like I said, in the summer, I've always applying for medical schools probably just somewhere around the Midwest, probably stay close to my family for now. Took the MCAT in July, and then I just took it September 8th, I think. And if anyone ever tries to say the MCAT is easy, it's absolutely one of the hardest things I think I will ever do in my life. But yeah, if that works out, then I'll hopefully attend medical school. If not, I will take a gap year, get some clinical experience in the hospital or doing research, and then try again next year. Oh, I have with full confidence that you will get in and you both are going to thrive within your two different career paths, but really same mission. Okay, now for the part that I'm sure our listeners want to know, but for everyone who has been listening the last almost 30 minutes, has fallen in love with you guys and your story, because how could you not? How can they help? How can they get involved? I understand you also have a very important date coming up on September 30th. Can you tell me a little bit more? Yeah, so on September 30th, there is a St. Jude walk run located in Indianapolis, Indiana. We created a team called Hashtag Cure Cancer on their website. You can get to it by going to pliablemarketing.com slash auction. And then you kind of scroll down and push learn more. And it'll take you to the site. And you can donate through there. You can join our team, which would be awesome. And you can raise your own money. So it'll go towards the team total, which would be awesome. We have a goal of raising $10,000. It's a big goal, but we can reach it. We already have about $2,000, which is awesome like it, it's so crazy to say that we have two thousand dollars but yeah that's kind of how you can get involved we also have merchandise and all proceeds from the merchandise goes to st Jude's as well so we also have our pleats are being auctioned off it already ended but we did raise eight hundred dollars yeah. from it so we raised eight hundred dollars for that that'll go to st Jude's. but also the st Jude's walk run you don't have to participate you right. can do it virtual you can join the team and not raise money you can do whatever you want Emma and I, if anybody around the Indianapolis area, we will get the opportunity to speak on stage to all of the families and the patients and anybody at the event, kind of tell our story. And then we also have like a little table booth showing our designs for our tweets that we're going to be wearing this upcoming season too. So many incredible ways just to be able to donate. And I myself actually have signed myself up for three different marathons in the fall because I needed a challenge and it's actually, this has all been such perfect timing and I think just God's blessing. But with each one, I'm like, I need a purpose to run because you're running so far. I can't just do that for myself. I would have stopped at about mile two. But so I've had just a lot of time to really think about the different things I want to run for. And I want to 
run one of my three for you guys and just everything you stand for because it's just absolutely incredible. And I cannot encourage enough other people to please do the same. These two girls are absolutely just amazing. And you guys are making headwaves in the sport and in life, and you're only going to continue to do so. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us. Oh, absolutely. It is my pleasure. And for anyone else who wants to know, hear a little bit more details, I will put kind of a link in my podcast that you guys can go to where Emma and Hannah will drop all the information that they said just a few minutes ago. So you are able to click back through and just follow along with them in their journey and their Cure Cancer team. So without further ado, Emma, Hannah, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Your story is truly admirable and something I think we all honestly can walk out here today learning how we can do anything and we can honestly change the world one person at a time because that's exactly what the two of you are doing. So thank you both for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much yes. for having us. It's we been really, yeah, we awesome. Really, really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, this has been another episode of From the Players Podcast. I'm Sydney Supley, and I will talk to you all soon. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.